it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. p.m. on December 2nd. It's 7-11 over here. Go get your cookies. <laughs> Wait, it can't be. Your central it, time. Oh, oh, my computer's still in New Mexico time. I've been here for like four months. <laughs> so You've been there for more than four months, have you not? August, August, September, September, October, October, November. No. What? I know. I feel like a lifetime has happened here. <laughs> you were still living in New Mexico when I got engaged? Yes. Unless you got engaged after July 8th. No, I got engaged yeah. the last week of June. Yep. Wow. I feel like you've been there forever. I know. <laughs> We had a kid. Went, well, we didn't have a kid, but we, we got pregnant with the kid. We went we to made an a SEC game. Exactly. That's what I was going with. But it's also cool because I feel like we've made so many good close friends so quick compared to our New Mexico move. So it feels like we've like, we're established. We've been here for a while. I'm like, we, Megan, we really haven't. She lives in Alabama. Of course. Uh, duh. But it's literally been four months. So. <laughs> wow. All wild. Right. Wild All things right. are well, happening. Here we are. We're doing a night night pod. We usually record Wednesday mornings, as you know, yeah. but I had a red eye flight and I was only eating puppy chow because that's the only thing I could find. I love puppy chow though. And <laughs> it was one of those mornings where there's no way this would have been a successful <laughs> recording. <laughs> so now she's sitting in her Narnia robe Narnia. recording at 9-11. With a deep V. Yeah. <laughs> some chest action up in here the rope you just get too hot if you wear anything under it it this is true and it's not as comfortable because then it gets all staticky versus if you wear nothing under it it's just soft dreamy goodness everywhere Uh uh-huh so anyways the deep (laughs) (laughs) i love robes yeah, here we are. Here we are. All right. So today, lots of good voicemails because you called in with your what the dang heck moments. I'm like, oh, we need yes. I was like, we need to start calling in with these more folks. These were hilarious. Right. Oh, I'm um, excited. They're so good. So, anyways, obviously, start with our heck yes. Megan, what is your heck yes? Um, my heck yes is fine. <laughs> finally um embracing what it means to be a wife and a woman biblically and realizing that I'm way less stressed when I do that. And when my first focus and priority every single day is my husband and my daughter, instead of my work to-do list, which I don't know why it took me two years to figure that out. Two years of marriage to figure that out. No clue. Um, because I was stressed that whole time. I think pride was a huge part of it, but it's a huge heck yes when you realize that, oh my gosh, if I rightly order 
my life the way God intended it to be, it'll be really peaceful and graceful and I will still get my work done and everyone will be happier and benefit from it, including myself. Like rightly order your schedule. That's okay. It's so crazy. You're saying this. Cause I was just thinking about this like two days ago. Okay. It's been on the tip of my tongue, the front of my mind, the peak of my <laughs> nose, all of it. <laughs> the tip of my yes. fingernail. Oh, um, and I'm just showing a little more collarbone now. So <laughs> She's with me. She's getting a little warm. Tip what of my nose. Your nose. The tip of, I'm not going to say it. Never Stop. <laughs> the Stop. tip of your <laughs> you're not gonna say it and then say half of it and then point to the other half of it (laughs) oh this is not anymore what do you what is on the tip of your peak of your nose what is (laughs) the tip of your nip it's the yeah (laughs) okay that's good that's clever (laughs) okay I can't even remember what we were talking about at this point. Motherhood and femininity and ordering your life, right? Yeah. Okay, because like there's this transition that's going to happen as I prepare for (laughs) marriage is like I love working Mm -hmm. and something I always love to do. I love what I do. I'm building a business, which we'll be announcing soon and literally like so exciting. two weeks, this business oh that I've been working gosh. on. No, it's not beauty counter. No, it's not. It's There's just so many things happening, but anywho. So I'm just like, I always like, I love working, like I said, mm-hmm. and it's such a priority in my life. Because yep. it's not like I see stash every day. He's not popping right. up and like right. in my bed when I wake up and he's right. not like in the kitchen when I'm grabbing pop tarts. Right. And, you know, and so it's like, I think I'm really going to struggle with that is knowing like, oh, he's home. Therefore, like I stop working. Right. <laughs> because well, like I had all day. Right. Right. <laughs> and even just realizing like, oh, our schedules now have to be meshed together and it's not my time and only my time all the time, you know, because you can like plan FaceTimes because we did long distance too. So you can plan FaceTimes. You can plan when you see each other next and it's like, okay, cool. I have a week, I have a month, I have whatever to get all this stuff done. And I see him and it's easy to not work during those times. Because you planned for it. You you planned ahead for it to be able to not work on that weekend. Right. And you're looking forward to it because you haven't seen him in forever. So it's like, great. But then when it becomes, (laughs) she's just slowly disrupting. (laughs) But then when it becomes like every single day, you get into this routine with this other person, you have to constantly have them in your mind because they're your spouse. And that is how it is supposed to be work is no longer your priority. Well, it, it shouldn't be, but for years it has been. So there is like a really weird, hard struggle and like transition and hi, I'm two years into marriage now. And I'm realizing, oh my gosh, if I would just put my husband and my kid first, like I'm supposed to as a Christian wife and mother, then there will be a lot more peace amongst all of us. And I will still get my work done because I'll prioritize it more in the small time that I do have for it instead of thinking about it and stressing about it all day, taking that frustration out on everyone else. And then it just ruining 
or marriage right. and family time. Well, so. also it's different for us too. Cause our work is like on our laptop, which yes. is on home at it's home. It follows us everywhere. Yes. And, and it's on our phones too. Yeah. We get the emails. We see all these things popping in. We want to handle it, but we need our computer too. And then it's just like, it's very hard to detach from work too. So it's a blessing. 100% it's a blessing because we're able to be super flexible. We're able right. to be super present, but it's also a curse because you can't just like work stays at work and home stays at home. Like it, it, it doesn't work like follows that. you everywhere. Follows you in the car when you go to McDonald's with your kid and you go to the grocery store and like, <laughs> it's literally with you all the time. Yeah. Like when Stash and I go out, I usually leave my phone at home. Yeah. I will do that too. Because I'm like, if anyone needs to get a hold of me, they know Stash so they can call yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. What was so crazy, not to like go off topic, but Stash is like on a work trip this week. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I put you as my emergency contact. That's so weird. Oh my like, gosh. Oh my gosh. That is weird. <laughs> it's super cool when you get called, this is blank for the first time and you're like, what? <laughs> oh my word. Yeah. Very excited. I'm not going to be Greek anymore. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you will still be Greek. Papas. Papa Facilios. Oh my God. Not going to be my last name. I feel like an identity crisis. Yeah, we're going to have more than one identity crisis. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> I tried to get a new email to you. You tried to get a new email yesterday as like Cecilia Jean Blank. Oh, and it was taken? No, that one wasn't. I was like trying and then something kept going say. wrong. And I was like, oh. what the freak? So I have to like try again because I I want to get that email because when I get under his insurance and everything like right, that, I'll just right. use that one. Um, we're so off topic. But anyways, what you're saying is like the prioritizing thing, like in my head, I know that. But like right, right now it's right. 920 and I'm like, yeah, I'll hop on a call. Like, sure, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but like versus with Stash, it's like, Oh yeah. Even trying to find time to pray for 45 minutes in sync with our schedules is like hard. Like uh-huh. literally it's hard, especially when we're different time zones with yep. traveling all the time. Yep. Um, like that is actually difficult. And so I just know that I'm going to need to probably take 20% off my plate uh-huh. and just have like really clear boundaries, which is, yep. I don't mind setting boundaries. It's just the learning process. Yeah, for sure. But at least you know that going in, because I think I just thought nothing changes because he works. I work. We're married. Cool. Uh-huh. And I was just like, whatever. So at yeah. least, you know, you have like a heads up. And you giving me a heads up. <laughs> True. I'm like, no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Because also I'm thinking I'm like, whoa, I have to actually make a dinner. <laughs> actually thinking about that tonight I was like wow I've made like three meals this week and I was like I was so crappy of the past couple months when I literally was going through this huge crisis um and then it's all been revealed to me which is why it's my heck yes and it's actually like really fulfilling um but when I was going through crisis I was really crappy because I literally would just ask Avery when he'd get home hey what do you want to do for dinner and then he'd make most of it every single time on top of me being like, I need to go work. And on top, like, like, oh, so bad. But yeah, you will have to make dinner some. Cause yeah. they're good cooks too. We have guys that like to cook. Yeah, they, they like to cook. It. 
And I'm sure yeah. they will like to compete with cooking because guys oh, love I'm sure. competing. Matt and that. Avery did that for a while when they ran Instagram. Remember, yeah. they would tag each other in yeah. their meals. <laughs> so even cooking dinner, men like to compete. So I'm this like, true. if competition is what you need to make a meal, all for it. I'll, I'll make an official competition. We'll give prizes out if that's <laughs> Whoever wins in. gets another tattoo. Oh they would literally, They would literally be fighting. Yeah, they get- would. Especially now that the Marines are allowing sleeves. Oh my God. Well, Stash, yeah. his like cleaners is right next to a t- tattoo parlor. Oh, that's dangerous. And when we were dating... Well, we're still dating in a sense, but like when he wasn't my fiance, we're always dating, we're forever dating. Um, he would send me pictures of like the tattoo parlor and be like, just send me a pic. And I'm like, no, Don't no, no. It. And then I found out that his just cleaners is over there. And I was like, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. That's so stressful though. There was a phase when Avery wanted the thigh tat really bad. And I was like, please, no, please, no. Did he want you to have a thigh tat? He wanted me to get one. And I was like, what? And like, (laughs) if you have a thigh tat, that's totally fine. Yeah. I just wouldn't prefer my man. I just wouldn't prefer my man to have one. And Megan has no tattoos. Her first tattoo would be floral thigh. It makes no sense. Exactly. But we are past that now. So a lot has been revealed to both of us lately. <laughs> and I'm fine with like stash having tattoos or whatever. Just I think like they're hot. I need oh, I was gonna say I, not I mean yes, stash, good job, CC. Stash is hot. I meant Avery's tattoo. Tattoos yes. can be hot. Okay, good. Some, some can. Yes. Yes, I think there's a line. There's a line. <laughs> I'm not gonna say yours because I think both of our men have crossed it <laughs> but they're still hot so it's fine I do have to say though if you guys haven't I mentioned it on Instagram once Stash has his feet tattooed one has the immaculate heart and the other has the sacred heart so it's like from mid foot all the way up to ankle Mm-hmm. and it's just like there what does he say he says so he always walks with mary and jesus or yeah he said something when he explained it to me and i was like mm, that's super clever <laughs> yeah always walking with mary and hey. jesus <laughs> sorry about your room yeah so that was one of the first yeah you know he sent me a foot pic when we started dating oh my gosh <laughs> is that your heck yes yeah that we're okay. here on to our men's feet <laughs> Okay, we haven't even gotten my heck yes. This is gonna be an interesting podcast. Yeah, gonna be all okay. <clears throat> my heck yes is after two weeks of traveling, I'm still not. I mean, what am I gonna say? Um, <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so I was able to actually order things because there's like a whole list of like wedding and mm. like you know, Christmas stuff that I've been needing to order, but I didn't want to order it and have no one here to pick it up and whatever. So Mm -hmm. I finally ordered it. It all came today and the next two days I'm finally home. So I was able to get back into a routine a little bit, even though my suitcases are still packed, I have not touched them. It's been 48 hours. Good. Sorry. It's been 36 hours. Um, (laughs) it hasn't even been 36 hours. Actually, it's been a day and 12 hours. What is that? 30. (laughs) <laughs> on a bed it's just like 
like wow you really broke that down for us i was like that is literally the same as 36 hours oh my gosh (laughs) anyways my heck yes is that i was able to go to mass and confession finally after all that travel and try to get into some normalcy and like typically part of my routine is like trying to get to church and then a pilates and then work in there Mm -hmm. and I, I had Pilates also scheduled today, but I had like this pounding migraine. Um, I don't know why. Cause like, I typically don't have migraines at all. Um, yeah. and I just popped an Advil way too late to go to Pilates. I popped it in mm. like two minutes before I was supposed to walk to Pilates. And it was uh. like, I can't even walk. So I called them, had to cancel. They charged me $30 every time I cancel. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> heck no. I guess is that I made it to mass. I got one thing checked off my list. Everything right. else just completely got detoured because I was like, oh, there's so many boxes and things to put together and like <laughs> trinkets and like, you know, and like I'm randomly making Christmas gifts now. And like, I don't like know. in the holiday spirit, you're like, finally, I'm home. I can get festive. And I'm like, but I still like I'm leaving again Saturday. So I need to do oh, anyway, that yeah. was my heck. Yes. So heck no, Megan. <laughs> My heck no, I wrote this yesterday in preparation for this podcast and it was just really simple. It's just the fact that we don't have an oven and we haven't had an oven for like three or four weeks. We have the stovetop, but we don't have an oven and your girl likes to bake. And I also like to make homemade pieces for lunch. And so now I don't know what to eat for lunch. I've been- Use a microwave. For homemade pizza? Yeah. Oh no, it's gotta be crispy. You should just put the pizza- and sizzle it like a grilled cheese on the stovetop. It would all melt, I, and the and the pita or whatever would still get crispy. I just am not. I'm not convinced about that. I know what Stash would say right now. He what? would say, "Get a toaster oven." I know. When I was making toast today for our soup, I thought, "Hmm, this is when a toaster oven would be amazing." But then I thought why the hell would we plan to have an oven that doesn't work? So then we have another oven on the counter. Thank you. Did you hear that, Stash? Thank you. That's my heck no, is that we don't know. Immediately when you said the oven doesn't work, the only thing that started flashing in my brain was she needs an easy bake oven. But I was like, wait, this is not. Not the same. But my for for real heck no is Alabama's serious lack of midwives um, because our original local one is no longer available. So then she redirected me to someone who I thought was really only like an hour and a half away. And I emailed her like two seconds after the local one told me she couldn't, waited three or four days, didn't hear from her. So I texted her and she called me tonight to only tell me that I am 30 minutes outside of her working radius. And so if I could get 30 minutes close to her, then she could be my midwife for a home birth. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Let me just call up my parents real quick and we'll do it at their house. Cause they're 30 minutes closer. And I was like, that's not going to work. The point is for me to have it at my home. Cause I want to have it at my home where I'm most comfortable. Wait, what do you mean? Like third, like she just made her own radius. Yeah. She, she's only comfortable with driving two hours tops we are two and a half hours away from her and the reason why is because of like oh there's too much stress on mom and me whether I'm going to get there in time for the baby blah blah blah. and I tried to assure her too like we will have a doula with us this is not our first rodeo this is not our doula's first rodeo like we are we are well prepared the only reason the baby would get here before you is if it was an extremely fast labor and delivery which at that point it would be inevitable to even get to the hospital on time so it's like whatever 
<laughs> and she was just like not super thrilled about that. So she sent me to another girl who is 15 minutes less far away than she is. <laughs> and I reached out to her with the biggest plea of an essay for an for a message about like if you, you sent her a text this, no one else can. yeah I didn't even do email I just skipped email I was like screw it I need this lady to like if you can't do it I'm doing it by myself <laughs> <laughs> um but she actually replied to me already it's been like an hour um she didn't say like yes or no but we're gonna set up a call but she's two hours and 15 minutes away and I'm like why is this even an issue here it's just a heck no, because it's like, I've never felt so convicted about something in my life. Um, and now I just don't even know if it's possible. Cause if this lady can't, then it's like, well, we're doing it in the hospital. So, yeah. And that'll be one hell of an episode to record after the fact, because it'll be like a horror story for that entire hospital. <laughs> if I have to walk in and give birth there. She is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you just do it with your doctor? What do you mean? Like your family doctor? doctor. No. No, family doctors of, can give birth. Yeah, they can. They can assist birth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can probably sometimes also give birth. Um, no, because most of them will not deliver. That's the problem here in Alabama. Almost all midwives and doctors will not assist home births because of the potential to get sued or something. I don't know. Oh, it, all of this is, really is new within the past two years. Home birth in Alabama is like new within the past legal and yeah. wife assisted home birth. So it's just at that point, you should just drive to a birthing center an hour away. I've tried. I've looked that all up too. So I don't know. I've like, I've literally gone through all of our insurance possibilities, all of our midwife possibilities, all of our birth center possibilities, like everything that would get me to give birth outside of the hospital. And we're very slim to no options out here. So, so every single person in Auburn has given birth at that hospital. Yes. Or had the Auburn home birth midwife, but she's unavailable during April. Baby stay in there. I know. I'm like, you want to come uh, in March or you want to stay in there for an extra? Cause she's right in the middle of April. So I'm like, what you, which one do you want to do? I'm cool with whatever. Just let me know. <laughs> so I can play it. Oh my gosh, Meg. Yeah. So All we right, will well, see what happens. We'll just be keeping the pod updated. Yeah, for real. Wow. Um, yeah. well, I just realized that I forgot to think of a heck no because my heck no was having a headache, but I somehow included that in my head yes. Um <laughs> we can still be a heck no, you don't have to diverge it into or I don't know if that was right. converge. Diverge, converge. Um Hmm. Okay. One thing that I might get some slack for. Um, one, you only have one thing that you might get some slack for. That is shocking. I've never said anything risque in my entire life. (laughs) Never said anything unpopular, offensive or anything in that matter. (laughs) I agree. Uh, Um, what I was going to say is like, I was in line for confession today and honestly, like confession it's get in, get out. Like you should already know what you're confessing. You shouldn't just be like sitting in there, like Holy spirit, let me know what you want me to say. Like, no, you should have figured you should have asked the Holy right. spirit before you walked in the confession. Examination of conscience. Yes. I'm like, 
But I think sometimes people think the examination happens in the confessional. Like they just bring oh. the sheet in and they just go through it. Like, no. I've always wondered why like, it takes some people so long. I always feel yeah. like they're getting massive spiritual direction or having personal chitter chatter. No, I think some of that is because a lot of women just want a man to talk to, like oh, truly. Um, That's terrible. But like, I have seen multiple people go in because our church has like a mm-hmm. active con- or, um, examination, examination conscious sheet, like sitting out in line that you can like, yeah. at. but um, anyways, women will go in with it and then come out 10, 15 minutes later. And there's yeah. only one priest doing the confessions. I'm like, confession yeah. is not time for spiritual direction. That's what mm-hmm. spiritual direction is for. That's right. why you either schedule a confession or schedule spiritual direction. Right. It doesn't happen in the 20 minutes that is allotted for confession after day right. mass. Right. Um, like, I don't know. This I don't think I'd be really happy because I used to feel really guilty that my entire confession would last like two minutes. And I was like, wow, I don't have enough sins to confess. Am I forgetting something? Because everyone else is taking 15 minutes. No, I just write them down. I, I do write too. them down. I, I do like, too. I know what I need. God, I, God knows. I know. Let's say it, get in, get out. Tell me what I need to do after what you want. Five Hail Marys. I'll give you five Hail Marys. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. But you know, I don't know, like take your time, whatever, but like take your time on your own time. Then. Does that make sense? Like, yes, I that's agree. what you need to schedule it. And like, it, that's not the place to go through every single bullet point on the, on the examination, examination of conscience. Purpose. It happens pre-confessional. Oh, that makes so much sense. I've always wondered that. PSA happens pre-confessional, the, uh, the act of the uh, examination of conscience. Yes. So anyways, that's kind of a heck no. Um, I took a seat and just waited. So. Yeah. Cause you didn't was, want to add to your list of what you had to confess. So. <laughs> it was literally Meg, like 15 minutes though. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, and there was a long line. I'm like that. See, that to me is just disrespectful, Yeah, I don't know. but it's, yeah. I'm sure right. there was a good reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have some advice and then we have some voicemails and they're so good. But first, House of Joppa. So I was just looking down their website and they have something called the Sacred Heart Necklace. And it has like this chunky, cute chain on it. And the Sacred Heart is like a really pretty charm. And it has like, I just don't even know how to describe it. You'll have to look Sunbeams. Sunbeams. Yeah, it's like like the Sacred Heart of Jesus, you know, like. cute. Yeah. But it's like chunky and like so popular and in, especially with the thicker chain necklace. Um, anyway, such a good Christmas present to ask for. And we also have a code. It's HACK15 for 15% off, all caps, HACK, and then 1-5. Check out House of Joppa. Follow them on Instagram at House of Joppa. Um, but they're just the best. They have such pretty jewelry, but I'm just like literally drooling over this Sacred Heart chunky necklace because it's just everything. Um, anyways. All right, Meg. So we had some advice that people emailed in. Oh, 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 oh. So yeah. Megan from Iowa said, Hey guys, I'm dating a guy for over a year and he is not ready for marriage. Of course, as time goes by on purity gets harder as of course, as time goes by purity gets harder. We're both on the same page about that, by the way, but we are just not on the same page about dating. I date to get married. He dates to get to know each other. He's also a year and a half younger than me. I'm 26 
I think, or 27, LOL, when you don't know your age. (laughs) So he's like 24, 25. So he's out of college. Um, Sorry, now I'm just saying stuff that she didn't say. Okay, so back to the voicemail. She said, (laughs) he's just really slow. And I get that, but I just wanted to get y'all's opinion since I feel like we're friends. Okay, Megan from Iowa. Megan from Alabama. What do you have to say to Megan from Iowa? (laughs) First of all, I love that she thinks, or not that she thinks, but that she feels like we're friends uh, because agreed, same. Also, as a married woman, I feel like I'm still getting to know Avery. So like, when does he stop getting to know and just commit yeah. is my question. Because a year is like, all right, okay. We have talked about the fact that we want to have a future together. I am expecting a proposal, I don't know, in the next six to 12 months. I like, you know what I mean? Like there are some goal posts up now especially if you're 26 or 27. I mean, if you're out of college in general, yeah, yeah. Because, okay, here's the thing. I get it if you're dating for longer than two years in college, okay? I get it. Right. No one has money. College, yeah. No one has a real job. Like, you guys, if you're still in college, you technically haven't, like, lived on your own most of the time because you're either living off loans or living off your parents. Yeah. Um, and so you just need that life outside of college. Totally get that. But because he's either 25 or 26, he has a real job. I assume you have a real job, I assume. And so it makes really no sense. And honestly, yeah, period, it does get harder. That's why you're not supposed to be dating for like ever and ever and ever. Yeah. That's why you date to get married. Um, it's so hard because like, I just want to have you on the phone and ask you so many questions, <laughs> you know, but it's like, do you see a future with him though? Right. Clearly he's not in a rush. Um, but also you like, you kind of have to set boundaries. Well, I also just feel like when a guy wants something, you know, and when he, when it's, when it comes to like marriage and you, I would want the assurance that I know he wants that mm-hmm. so it would freak me out a little if we're a year in and I didn't know that because or it's like taboo to, yeah he didn't seem to care to really discuss that bring it up pursue it talk about it make it a priority I don't know that would make me nervous it but does make me-, me nervous because you can't make a man be ready. Right. He's simply not ready. Like that's okay for him. Like, but like, you can't make him ready. That's not a thing. You can't like, you can pray for him, but you're not going to be able to, no matter what you say, it's not going to make him ready. He can make, only he can decide that he's ready. Right. And And, you shouldn't have to wait around if you're ready. Right. It's either you did like, you have two choices. You decide to wait around and in the back of your head thinking, I want to get married. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. What? And then you start to go down the hole of like, what am I doing wrong? What could I do better for him to want to marry me? Like, how do I make him? And then it's like, starts to get manipulative. Like, how do I make him want to marry me? Like, do I give him ultimatums? Like no one wants to get engaged based on an ultimatum either. You want the freedom to choose yes, or the freedom to choose no. Um, Or you have a conversation and all of a sudden he has a change of heart and he's like, you know, you're right. Um, also I will have to say 
a lot of men don't feel ready to get married because they feel like they can't provide for a family. Either he doesn't have a good job, doesn't know where, doesn't, Mm. isn't where he wants to be. A lot of it has to do with finances. If they are not in a good financial state, they are not ready to buy an engagement ring. They're not ready to take care of a family. And men think of all those things ahead. Like that is what goes in a man's brain naturally at a primal state is, oh my gosh, I like, can I provide? Can I provide? If he can't provide, then he's going to feel less of a man when he marries, no matter who he's marrying. Right. And you have to be okay with that. If you think he's the one, then you need to be okay with having him be ready on his own timeline. And if you're not, then like, it's a hard choice, but your vocation is marriage. It's not boyfriend, girlfriend. True. True. Dang, that just like escalated and got really fire really quick. And I have nothing else to add. (laughs) That was really good. No, but seriously, like at that age, you know, it's like in the secular world, people are getting married at 34, 35. (sighs) But then again, not to scare anyone, like a geriatric pregnancy is considered 35, which is ridiculous because women can literally have kids. Some women, I just heard of a woman 60 years old having a child, healthy child. What? Yeah, because like menopause lasts like seven right, years right. or something. Um, but yeah, it can happen that late. But anyways, that's just a total side note. But like geriatric pregnancy is considered 35, which is crazy. But the culture is literally getting married at like 32 and just, you know, harvesting their eggs, putting uh, them on ice or whatever it is. That's so a whole nother, whole nother it's a issue. whole new thing. But um, but. Yeah. Megan from Iowa. I know that's really hard and you probably didn't want to hear that, but at the same time, if I was sitting next to you at a coffee shop, I would say the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yep. Same. I probably wouldn't as eloquently or as detailed as Cece, but yeah. Same. Also (laughs) side note, not even side note, like the whole point of this relationship is to like, try to make each other better. Mm-hmm. And like, then eventually the, the heightened version of that is getting to getting each other to heaven and that mm-hmm. happens in marriage. And so like, is he making you better or are you just making him better? Because yep. like a relationship is never supposed to be a charity case. And like, yeah. that sounds terrible, but it, it's true. It's supposed to be mutual. So it's supposed to be one-sided. Yeah. So who I knows? Also, I mean, we don't know him. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know enough details about any of this. So we're just giving it based on what you've given us, Meg. <laughs> um, I, oh, frick. Crap. See, this is why over coffee, I would say the same stuff I'm saying now. And it would be a really long conversation with me trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. Um, oh. Did you forget it? Did it fly past? I'm trying to read over what what you said again, because I remembered it while I was reading over it while you were talking. Oh, Mm. yeah. Nope. It's gone. It's super gone. Well, if it comes back. (laughs) Stand by, Megan. (laughs) Stand by. (laughs) Um, Megan, you'll have to call in or email us to give us an update. Um, But a conversation needs to happen. And also, oh, another thing is women are so scared to just like tell men what they mean. Like men say what they mean. Like if he says he's not ready to get married, like that's actually it. There's no like under, like he's just not ready. He might not even know that it's because of his fear of um, not being able to provide. Like to him, it's like, he's just, you know, he's not ready. But women always think there's more and they try to dig. When in reality, Mm -hmm. men literally say what they mean. Women never, women never say what they mean. Never. 
from you saying like you, I mean, I know so many women that will just agree. Like the man's like, Oh, not ready. And then the woman's like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll just wait. You know, you're worth waiting for. And it's, but in your head, you're like, I'm working. (laughs) I know. Women are like, I can't wait. Are you kidding me? Do you not like me? You know? And like, actually say how that makes you feel like that's okay to be like, you know what? Like when you say that, like, I know that's a reality for you, but to me, I just like, I, I, that's like super hard for me. Cause like I'm dating you cause I want to get married. Um, and like, yeah. we would have broken up already if I didn't see you as my future spouse. And like, that's mm-hmm. a really vulnerable conversation, but it needs to happen because otherwise you're always going to be wondering like, what if I said something different? Like what, I, what if I could have said this? What if I could have said that? What if I could have shared my heart instead of just going along and agreeing because you're yep. scared to actually be vulnerable in that way. Right. Well, and then it's also a I, I think I've been thinking about time a lot lately and you're either gonna make up for lost time by bringing this up right now and then realizing it and breaking off and going separate ways or you're not gonna say what you mean and not gonna say what you're really feeling and go another year and he's still gonna feel the same way and you're still gonna be really pissed off and probably kind of resentful now yeah resentful. wasted a year another one so mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know I still don't remember what I was going to say earlier. It was probably a lot more positive and enlightening, but it's okay. <laughs> we're, just, we're just ripping on this. <laughs> I just don't, I just, when a man wants something, you, everyone around him will know. Yeah. They'll just know. You'll see it. So and not to compare, but like a man should know if he's going to marry the girl. Yep. Even, I mean, honestly, if he's like really smitten, he should know after like three months if he's going to marry her. Avery knew after three days. <laughs> so did Sash. It freaked me the hell out. And, and I don't know how, I mean, Cece was probably like, yeah, it was great. I, I felt the same. I didn't way. freak out. I was like, great. <laughs> cool. Cool. Let's Perfect. get married next Sunday. Sounds good. See you at the altar. <laughs> And I'm not saying it has to, like, this is obviously, this is not typically how it goes. That just happened to happen with us. Like, but I have like dated people for longer than a year. And honestly, at that point, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you, you will know, you will know. And when I hate that saying of like, when you know, you know, but it's so true. You can't describe it. You just will know. Yep. It's like when you're giving birth, your body just tells you it's coming. That's a beautiful analogy, Cece. I'm really moved by that one. (laughs) No, but I will say Avery within three days knew, told me I freaked out, yet I still went to walk. told you? Yes. But I- Not play it cool. No, no, no. Not that he was going to marry me, but that he couldn't pass up pursuing me. Okay. Okay. And it freaked me the hell out. And I still went to Walmart, bought a journal and started writing to him. This is the most Megan thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I know what I'm saying. Like, you know, like somehow deep inside of me, my body was like, we're still going to go to Walmart, even though you're internally freaking out right now. And we're going to write to this guy that you're freaking out over because deep down, this is going to be a long-term thing. You don't know it yet, but it's coming. Like somehow you just know. So it's like, it's true. It's annoying, but it's true. So uh-huh. I don't know. 
I just get frustrated when guys won't commit, especially after a year and girls and girls, like, I want you to be pursued and to have a guy that commits without hesitancy, without any qualms, without like, any. you deserve that. Yes, exactly. Because that'll play into every single thing later on in life too, with your children, with everything like you, you're going to need him to commit over and over and over again to you and to your family. Oh my gosh, I'm getting fired up. I'm throwing pens over here. (laughs) This wasn't even what I lost back there, but I'm just going to run with it. Um, you're going to need them to commit again to your kids, to you, to your family and really hard times. And you're going to need it like instantly. You're going to need to know that you are his commitment instantly. And so it just, mm, I want that for you so bad. (laughs) So Megan's speaker isn't working and she's using headphones. So if you heard that little like whisper, that whisper, it was that. So I just told her to move her hair. Anyways, I love that Meg. Megan's a fire. What did All she right. say? So Megan, what? is on fire. Oh, so were you? We get fired up about relationships. So fired up. So we have another one all about vocations. Um, but before that, we're also going to talk about gifts for those in the vocation of the priesthood. I was like, how do I segue <laughs> this really smoothly? And then I just butchered it. So oh, that was good. It was good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So Catholic company has these really cool, um, has lots of different gifts that you can get for your priest. But one of them that I was looking at was a mug that looks like clerics and the collar. And I think you can get their, their name on it. And it's just like this little coffee mug that looks like their clerics and collar. And I just thought it was so cute because around the holidays, especially I always think about priests because they have to spend so much time um, at the Christmas Eve services and the Christmas services and everything with their parish that they don't get to spend the same amount of time as we all do with our families and with their families. And so I just think it's really sweet and worthwhile to think of them and to recognize them however you can during the holiday season. And so I saw that and was like, hmm, I am getting inspired putting a gift basket together tomorrow. So I love that. You you should yeah. get him the mug. You should get him like a DoorDash gift card because like late nights, you know, and just like they deliver food. Yeah. Um, something to never give priests, just like side notes of rosary because they have like 45 million rosaries because everyone this gives them rosary. Um, oh gosh, I would never have even thought of that, but I also feel like it's kind of a no brainer. So, but the they, mug's probably, cute. they probably don't have a mug that looks like their daily outfit. So <laughs> where can we get it? Where can we get it, Meg? Have like company, you guys. It's linked in our show notes and use code H-E-C-K for 15% off code HECK, capital H, lowercase E-C-K. We love supporting small business. Okay. The next advice, ready for it? Yeah. Okay. What is your advice on vocation anxiety? I feel called more than ever to marriage and family life. And I feel as though I finally have some peace in the waiting period of my vocation. However, when talking to others and watching some videos in the sermon, it makes me feel as though I'm doing something wrong. Oh, you need to be actively discerning religious life if you're single. You should be visiting X number of convents and retreats to really be discerning, etc. Right in these moments, my peace is gone and I feel anxiety as though I've been doing something wrong and living out this period of my life incorrectly. I do not believe I'm ruling out religious life, but my heart's true beating desires for marriage. One priest told my roommate recently to follow where your heart desires and where your soul sings. That's really beautiful. She didn't say that. I'm, I'm commenting. This on is that. Megan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, that is finding peace and waiting to meet my future spouse. I plan on going on a discernment retreat this coming year in spring, and I feel some peace doing so. But the more I mention it to others, the more pressure I feel to be discerning in religious life. 
Okay. I have thoughts. Megan, <laughs> so you go you first. Too. You Megan. and I have like the same thoughts on this. Stuff. I know, I know. You go ahead. Um, you don't need to be discerning religious life. You're feeling outside pressure from other people to discern something that you have already, you already discerned. know in the depths of, yeah, you've already discerned. You already know in the depths of your heart that you are called to marriage. That's it. No, it doesn't mean you're not open. Right. Right. Absolutely. For God to change your heart. Right. But you don't need to actively discern all scenarios and all, all vocations. Yeah. Ever. If you know you're called to marriage, that's it. Done. Deal. Yeah. Well, it's Focus so good. Focus on being like, a better wife. And then if God decides, or being a good wife someday and a good girlfriend to whomever you're going to meet to eventually be married to. And if God changes your heart somehow and you have this revelation, this transformation where you're all of a sudden like religious life is where I'm called to, that'll happen. God will do it. He does it to priests all the time. They're in the middle of a dating relationship because they think they're going to marry this woman. And then all of a sudden God's like, nope, sorry, you're called to the priesthood. Mm-hmm. He will do it. But Yeah. I think you're getting too much pressure from outside. Mm-hmm. That's making you think this. I don't think you need to do anything differently. I think you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> you can be open. Like just because you're pursuing one doesn't mean you're not open. Like let's say you are pursuing religious life. It doesn't mean you're not open to be married. Like literally right. priests that are in seven years of seminary are still discerning if yes. they're going to be a priest. Yes. They're still point. discerning that vocation and they're almost a priest you know? And I think it's great. Like go on the vocation retreat. It will probably put your heart at rest. It will probably, you know, in the way of whatever your vocation is, it will probably really help. What I have to say though, is stop telling people, just stop talking about it and stop telling people because everyone's going to have an opinion. And what was it? Mary Lennonberg told Megan, what was it about? She's like, stop asking people. Oh, by the way, when we were discerning what to do with our careers and Avery's job in the military and all the mandated crap going on in the world right now, um, I was telling her all of our like options and possibilities and things we're weighing and all the people that we've talked to and all the conversations we've had. She's like, stop talking to people. Literally stop talking to people about it. Are any of those people paying your bills, raising your kids, going to sleep next to you? No, stop talking to people about it. Handle it with your husband, decide for yourselves and move on. Mm-hmm. And it's been peaceful ever since. <laughs> right. So handle it with God, decide with each other and move on Yeah, and move on to working your way in the vocation that you feel called and being like, it's marriage, being the best you so that you can attract the best person for, for you. Yep. Um, and like Megan said, like start, I mean, either way, like it's the whole thing, like the best mother or the best fathers would be priests and the best priests would be the greatest fathers, you know, whatever. And I'm sure it's the same with, you know, sisters, religious and mothers. Um, but yeah, like even I would say like going to a retreat, like that's honestly pretty serious, but do it, do it, continue to do it. looks like you already signed up, continue to follow through, but if God is giving you peace, he is not, I always say, I'm like, God is not going to let you miss your own future true like it's impossible like he yeah. already set up like he already he's made a plan yeah like <laughs> he already got a plan so like, he's not gonna let you Very miss true. it because it, he already gave it like it's yours um so I just think oh also one thing that I always yeah. when I was in that discernment period because it was just like a little bit of time 
Um, because I always knew I was called to marriage, but at the same time, like you should just like really discern, you know, see it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. every time I even thought about it, I just feel so anxious and I'm not an anxious person. And I was like, God doesn't want me to pursue something that makes me anxious. Like yep. why? He Anxiety doesn't... and peace yeah. are like the two determining factors every time when making any big decision in my life ever. If there yeah. is peace, zoom, that's where yep. I'm going. Because like he's God, the Prince of Peace. So that is what I will follow. Yes, Megan, exactly. <laughs> prince of Peace. Like God literally doesn't want us to hate what we're doing. Yep. In like be miserable. Yep. Which <laughs> which literally plays back into my heck yes. Like the minute I did what I knew God had desired for me in marriage and motherhood, and the minute I followed it, zoink, there was peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. prior to that prior to me trying to figure it all out on my own and do it myself there was anxiety and I hated yep. it so. so girlfriend stop telling people take it from Megan like whatever brings you peace clearly you, you already know that decision so yep. um Yo. you're not gonna miss it so yep. all right so before we move on to some fun voicemails <laughs> what wait I'm just looking at what you titled one of them and I just am so curious oh it's Virginia slash vagina and I'm like (laughs) what is happening here what are we about to talk about (laughs) okay so before we jump into our voicemails live action we have a new sponsor They are the leading pro-life media company, um, and they're seriously changing lives. Every day, there is 2,363 babies killed by abortion every day in America. That is not even including children killed by the abortion pill. This is actually talking about people, like children, people going in and getting abortion. Yeah. Yeah. And like abortion is a topic that's very close to Megan and I's hearts. And we also get that abortion can be intimidating to talk about. It's a Um, very hot button controversial topic, like very highly emotional. Emotional, right. Yeah. And um, if you feel like you don't have all the facts or you feel like, you know, I I can't have a debate or whatever, like people shy away from talking about it, Mm -hmm. but like, we don't have to be, I feel like it is actually like, we are obligated to yep. know the facts about it because the victims don't have voices and we do. Yep. And we have Agreed. to be ready to confidently speak up for the voiceless in the most vulnerable, which are children in the womb. Yep. So um, live action is seriously such a great resource. Learn what to say and how to say and how to join the fight for life by following live action org on Instagram, L I V E A C T I O N O R G and Lila Rose official, um, on Instagram, she's the founder of live action. So check them out, share their stuff. If you don't feel, if you don't feel confident talking about it and writing your own post, we'll share a post. Um, right. I was literally going to say that I was like, you don't have to have all the facts and all the knowledge and everything. They do their research. They apply it all in everything that they share. All you have to do is hit the little share button. Mm-hmm. And there's also these pro-life replies videos, and you can always just like respond mm-hmm. to people with a video if they really want to have a discussion. Um, but the first step is sharing that you are pro-life because that can even change someone's mind. Um, right. is being like, Whoa, wait, that girl. Wow. That's really cool. She shared that. Um, people will never know that you support it um, unless you talk about it. Mm -hmm. So live action, check them out, 
and yeah, love them. Love that they're yep. sponsoring us. Yeah. So jumping into voicemails here. Um, this first one is long, but actually we'll start with the Virginia vagina one oh, because, goodness. um, <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> oh my word. All right. Pulling it up now. Hi. Um, I'm going to remain anonymous for the story, but do I have a heck no moment for you? So one time this is, um, I was in middle school and I was in a group chat with, um, my crush, another guy, and then a girl. So there were four of us. And um, I was trying to type Virginia, but my computer didn't have um, spell check on it. So I was like trying to spell it like phonetically and I'm pronouncing it wrong. So it's like Virginia. And I was like, how do I spell that? Virginia. So it's like V-A-G-I-N-A, send. And I was like, hmm, that doesn't look great. V-A-G-I-N-A, send. And I kept typing it and typing it. I'm like, why doesn't this look great? And the guy who is not my crush comes on the chat and looks at it and says to my crush, like, ha ha, read up. And in that moment, I realized that I had been typing vagina, trying to say Virginia. <laughs> Major heck no moment. My crush did come on the chat and he saw it and he was like, yeah, it's not funny. But, I mean, I was, like, thoroughly embarrassed. Um, but since then, I've never spelled Virginia wrong. So, yeah. All right. Bye. I love you, too. <laughs> That is amazing. Virginia. How do I spell Virginia? <laughs> I would be mortified knowing how I felt when I had a crush. Like I would literally be mortified. <laughs> and I would feel so wrong. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I did, I did what? <laughs> okay, so I have a story like this too. Oh no, thank you. Do. Classic. So when AIM, you know, like direct messaging AOL, when right. there's like dial up internet, it's like. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like connects to AIM, you know? Yeah. Um, so I had like, I can't remember. I, it would just be to like everyone, like to boys, to like girls, whatever. And. You know, when people say bye bye, you know, yeah. like bye bye. I would be like, oh my gosh, you freaking wrote booby, didn't you? <laughs> no, I was right. Baby, bye bye. Oh, B A B Y. So people oh. would be like, bye. And I'd be like, baby. <laughs> oh, geez. <sighs> Spelling was my best subject. So I never had any of these issues, but I'm living for them because like I for sure know that there's men like boys right like in the seventh grade or whatever then people they'd be like bye see you tomorrow and I'm like baby <laughs> how long did you do this for you know, like three years and then aim went away you know I was like bye-bye bye-bye <laughs> Uh, until I had like a phone, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, oh my God. Regrets. Regrets. I feel this girl. I'm Virginia. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'm going to put Virginia on the podcast episode graphic, not the other one. So we don't get flagged on Instagram, but <laughs> you guys will know what we're talking about. Only the yeah. real know. If you know, you know. Uh huh. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. 
Okay, so this one's kind of long, so follow along closely, but it's honestly so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, ladies, this is uh, Anonymous from Canada, so I want to share with you an absolutely heck new story from actually a few years ago, but I thought you'd enjoy it. So fast forward a few years ago, um, I had gone through this big atheist I'm not going to live according to the uh, conservative Catholic rules that my parents set down phase as soon as I got into college. So I was dating a legitimate drug dealer at the time, like cocaine, shrooms, everything. Anyway, so I would go and we would uh, hang out in his room. Um, his room was right next to the RA, but we didn't really care because um, – big middle finger to authority at that time, right? Anyway, we had a um, physical relationship. Then, fast forward a few years later, I've become Christian. Um, I'm really into my faith. I've completely put away everything that I used to do during this rebellious phase. And I walk into my Bible study one day, and I'm just talking to the girl who's organizing it when a new girl walks in. And she looks at me, kind of, you know, tilts her head like she kind of recognizes me, but isn't sure. So um, the girl hosting introduces me. She's like, oh, um, this is so-and-so. She's new to our group. And then she looks at me, and she's like, do you guys know each other? And I'm like, I don't think so. Should we know each other? I don't remember ever meeting you. So this new girl looks at me, and she says, wait, I know you. Cue shock. I'm like, wait. Where do you know me from? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Um, so it turns out she was an RA who was in the room next to my drug-dealing ex-boyfriend's room. I had to sit through that entire Bible study with the knowledge that she had heard everything. Oh, my goodness, I wanted to die. Um, yeah, anyway, that was a big heck no. Um, but heck yes to my boyfriend getting uh, shaving cream that smells like incense. So love the podcast, uh, and uh, bye, ladies. <laughs> we had to direct 180 into the heck yes. <laughs> And a sharp left turn to incense smelling shaving cream. <laughs> Wait, I want I want more information about that. Yeah, could you plug the brand? Could you? <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> Megan's crying. <laughs> These voicemails are good today. <laughs> that's like that's like the, the this is not the same level on by any means, but it's also like when. You're standing in line on campus for lunch or something, and the person in front of you turns around to you, at least that's what you think, and says, what are you doing today or what are you getting for lunch, to which you reply, and then the person behind you also replies because they're their friend, and then you pick up your phone and act like you've just been on the phone that whole time, and you were never talking to them. <laughs> so embarrassed. But then you're still in line for food.
And so you still have to stand there for the next 10 minutes and act like you're on a phone call with someone just so you don't have to interact with anyone else around you. So I'm guessing this has happened. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Troy University. Yeah. Okay. So anonymous from Canada, let's just recap real fast. She yeah. had a moment where she just happened to have a drug dealing cocaine ex-boyfriend yep. who she was just going through a rebel phase. Praise God. Seems like she going back on the right track mm-hmm. and she had this RA, which I don't know. I didn't go to college, but I know RAs like run the floor. They're, They're like the managers of the floor and the yeah. dorm. Anyways, they had this girl and her boyfriend. I think she had had a sexual relationship. Well, I assume the walls are thin in dorm rooms. Yep, they're cheap. Um, yep. And so uh, years yep. later, she sees the RA. And she and, knows where she... And the RA is familiar with her voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you piece that together. <laughs> Y'all do the math. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I want to know, did you ever show up back to that Bible study? I don't think I would have. I just don't even look know. I've changed God really did a number on me yeah I I oh yeah I don't know if I would have I know I know that that's is, a doozy that is a doozy <laughs> that's amazing though I'm so glad she called in about that <laughs> me too oh. okay so we have one more okay and Stash always asked, did you talk about me on the podcast? And oh, gosh. after this voicemail, I'm able to say, yes, actually I did. So here we go. Hey, Cecilia, Megan. I was just listening to the pod right now. Um, and I had to stop it because you mentioned something about accidentally getting heavy cream and putting that in your coffee and Stash making fun of you for that. You can go tell Stash that, you know what, heavy cream is better than half and half. And I'm going to tell you why briefly. So I'm diabetic, and I obviously have to avoid high amounts of sugar. So I've been told to drink heavy cream in my coffee instead of half and half. Why? Because there's absolutely no sugar. And in half and half, there's about one gram of sugar per serving, and each serving is like a tablespoon. So heavy cream is actually better because, let's be real, you're putting more than like a tablespoon of half and half in your coffee. Sorry if this is like I'm rambling at this point, but... My point is, is that we as Americans consume way too much sugar. We're only supposed to drink about 25 grams a day. And for context, like an iced chai latte at Starbucks is like 45 grams of sugar. So keep that heavy whipping cream because it has zero sugar. It's all fat. Half and half is like, the way I think of it is like half sugar, half fat. Heavy cream is just fat. So yeah, enjoy yourself and uh, tell Stash that he's wrong and you can enjoy your heavy cream. <laughs> She's spicy. <laughs> That's for you, girlfriend. You know what's on my grocery list now. Heavy whipping cream. <laughs> Just trying to watch my sugar intake says the lady who literally eats a hash brown for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. So And puppy chow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was I did have this thought yesterday though as I was making not yo mama's banana pudding um first of all who likes banana pudding I'm sorry not me but I like not yo mama's banana pudding it's different because I don't like banana pudding either it's it's gross but I do really love this I'll make it for you someday and then you'll like it um 
I was gonna say I think having cream is in it, but I actually think it's half and half. I'm not really sure. Um, anyways, I was having this thought and I was like, holy crap, Meg. And I looked up because I'm whipping the banana pudding together and I have just put Christmas mint M&Ms in a bowl. And I've also just put those like 100% sugar peppermints, uh-huh. ones that are real good because they're not too spicy because they're all sugar in another bowl. And I'm like, oof, you need to make sure that you are working out or eating healthy or just staying hydrated or like all three of those things. Or in the next 10 years, if you keep up this baking candy sugar obsession, you are literally going to be obese. So maybe I should get on the heavy cream train. I don't even always have a broken oven. It doesn't stop me. I made banana pudding. I didn't need an oven for it. So I also made puppy chow and I made Buckeyes because you also don't need an oven for that. So (laughs) it's not the oven. It is a me problem. I can understand oh where this girl is coming from and I support it. I support <laughs> it. I definitely eat more than 25 grams of sugar a day. I definitely, I was thinking just the other day, oh like I was thinking God. when I listened to this, I was like, I probably have trouble that. I'm what looking up think? the sugar in a, in a can of Dr. Pepper right now. 55, no, 40. Oh, that's still bad in a can. And I'm like, don't, don't they say like carbs turn into sugar too? Yeah. I don't know. Those I are good. Know. Those are probably good sugars. Cause you know, there's like good fat, bad fat. Well, after she said it's, it's either fat or sugar. I'm like, neither sounds appetizing. Now. I was like, fat. she's like, well, this one's hundred percent fat. And I was like, huh, sounds like, like large. Fat. I know. I was like, <laughs> immediately when she said fat, I think of like whale blubber. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> wait why is that the most accurate thing i've ever heard it's i literally picture white whale blubber and i'm like i want it i don't want it why do we think that when she says fat like that i'm like whale blubber <laughs> i gotta look up a photo of whale blubber now <laughs> wait why is that related i need i'm looking oh. one up too Whale blubber. <laughs> Ew. It's so good. It looks like. Oh. Ew. They have it chopped up. Oh, that's. It's pink. Oh. Oh, are you looking at it the same? Yeah, way? I don't like what I'm seeing. And I don't Ew. think I'm going to put it on the podcast graphic either. That is revolting. <laughs> There's different layers to it. So it looks like the Muscle blubber outer skin. It's the cellule, cellule <laughs> adipose okay. is the blubber part. Kind of sounds like cellulite. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, definitely 100% whale subcellulite. Mark my words. <laughs> if a whale doesn't have cellulite, but I do, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> that's all I have to say I'm not even going to research it because I don't want to know okay guarantee you that whale doesn't have varicose veins <laughs> <laughs> that too <laughs> holy cow. well they don't they don't they float they don't have to support themselves with the gravity you know they probably don't have the varicose veins but <laughs> I bet they have cellulite from swimming so fast <laughs> is that a- 
they're mammals too megan i know but is that how cellulite is that what would give them cellulite well like wait i don't know give cellulite i don't even know what so if carbs cellulite- make sugar <laughs> megan <laughs> and when we think of fat we think of wild blubber so we've got a lot of issues to work through here we should have a nutritionist on sometime. Why was it literally that we thought whale blubber? <sighs> like, I have no idea. What is it? Oh my gosh. What? Do you remember when we were younger, people would be like, you know that whale blubber is inside the Oreos cream? No. That's I what... never liked the Oreos cream. Are you kidding me? No, I still don't. I'd rather just eat the chocolate cookie. We need to end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying in Lucky Charms, you'd rather just have the charm and not the luck part. Well, the charms are the marshmallow part, so I'd rather have the charm. Oh, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, freaking eat that. (laughs) I will. I'll eat it both, Megan, just like I do with the Oreo. Eat the whole thing. Yeah, I'd eat both with the Lucky Charms because it's a little crisp, a little crunch. It's good. But the Oreo cream is just like, no. What is that even made of? Probably whale blubber. They're probably right. So you know what? McDonald's chicken nuggets are probably made of whale blubber too. McDonald's chicken nuggets are definitely made of cat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen the McDonald's? Like actually what is made of? Like I'm going to type it up. Oh, please don't. I've seen it before. I know it's bad and I still go mainly just for the caramel fraps, but I still go. Okay. It's made of that pink foam. Well, that might be, uh, that might be fake news. (laughs) <laughs> work you and on so we're pretty good at sharing that stuff but uh yep oh my gosh I can't even look this up I'll probably don't I'm hungry I'm snacky right now so I don't want to know about it because I need right. to go eat we something. need to end this I'm sure yeah, this we is gone over probably we've been on zoom for an, two hours at this point <laughs> because Megan and I were planning next year's episodes we were we realized we were like oh we are at the end of the year we need to uh we need to take care of that so. We have some good ones coming up though. We do. Very excited. Going to try yeah. and get my parents on if I can. Mm-hmm. So Which what we want. sound like a thriller, but it'll be great. So. No, that was talking about parenting. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Um, but what we got, what we want you to call in about is your funny. I can't talk. Megan, 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 you say it. Just say it. I can't even speak. Oh, oh, oh I got to look it up. Hold on. I okay. Oh, it's, oh. I'll just say it. Okay. I got it. You're okay. So everyone remember America's funniest home videos, right? Mm-hmm. If you've watched it, you're missing out. Just YouTube it real quick. You'll get caught up real quick. Um, we want to capture the funniest parenting moments or the funniest kid moments. So whether that was your kid, what they did recently, that was just like bonkers nuts. And you're like, what was going through your head and what just happened? Or you as a kid that you remember from a home video, your parents tell the story all the time and you're like, yep, that was me. I did that. Um, Or the funniest parenting move, like how your parents responded to something you did. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's a good one too. Cause I've got plenty of those from myself and from my parents. So this will be really good. Call in, tell us all the things we want to know. It'll be another hilarious uh, podcast. Ladies and gents, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for coming back every single week. Oh. By the way, this is the last week to sign up for Maraid and I, who was on last week, our um, chart the basics workshop. Mm. So if you're a girl who only tracks her period, but doesn't chart her whole cycle, because like tracking your period is not enough, or Mm -hmm. you have self-taught yourself tracking, or if you want to know how to chart correctly or 
actually just better than you are. Um, or if you just want to know what charting is, or there's so many methods, you don't know which one to pick. This is an introduction to figure all that stuff out. So chart the basics. It's $30. It's going to be on December 9th. So this Thursday at 8.30 to 9.30 PM Eastern, check it out. We want you there. It's going to be so much fun. Mairead and I are hosting it. Um, and yeah, all the signups are in the show notes. I can't talk. What is, it's like after 1030, my language is not. Also yeah. men should totally listen in on this as well. Yep. Yep. So. Retweet. Agree. Yep. Bye guys. 312-775-2615. See you later. Bye. Wow. That was all over the place. <laughs> Thanks a ton for listening to the what in the dang heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.